Hey. Hi, you guys. I am so sorry. It happens. How was the show? Last night? Uh, yes, that one. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> fun. It was fun. That's not why I'm late. I, I was up so early. I just, like, am this way. Thanks, Lady Gaga. What am I doing here? Sorry, I'm ready. <laughs> At least I did. I, like I said, I was up so early this morning to try and be on time, and then I, I watched all the trailers. Yay! Sonny I did Kirsten! Too. Yay! Wow. We might actually talk about something this week. <laughs> Love We're it. We're a real <laughs> podcast. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, a first of its kind AI deepfake scam that cost a company the equivalent of 35 million Canadian dollars. Universal Epic Universe at Universal Orlando debuts. And baby, we should get a stew going. Oh, Carl Weathers has died. Let me take that again. I didn't. I did not pre-read that at all. I was like, why am I saying baby? That's so funny because you're so happy in the first half yeah. of it. I'm going to try and do the impression of him because he was so good in that show. Yeah. And baby, you got a stew going. Carl Weathers has died. Baby, I got a stew going. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 276. We record this on the morning of Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. And I do not have a preamble this week. Aww. So that's a grand total of two for me in my life, and maybe I'll have one later. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you, Paul. Huh? What? That's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely uh, my, not me. <laughs> uh, my name is Paul Blastino, and um, uh, I am a missing Brian today because, um, let me just tell you, I woke up, the first thing I did this morning, actually, I woke up and... Um, Brian, on top of being, uh, as you know, so connected with music and uh, being very talented and as a DJ and um, all that, and now his new job, um, he also is a pretty good cook. Eh? You ever had dinner at his house? Pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he turned me on to this Instagram um, uh, influencer chef. Her name's Olivia Teed uh, online, and she's really funny and she makes really great food. Um, and I, the first thing I saw this morning was her cooking an octopus. Whoa. Yes. And I saw that Brian had already liked it. And her Instagram is so fun to watch her cook. And I said to him, how the hell did she just make looking a whole fancy-ass octopus look like something I could whip up on a weeknight? Like, that's how <laughs> easy she makes it. So I said that to yeah. Brian. And he said, I know. And I would have at least played with its dangling corpse for about an hour before figuring out what to do. Uh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, so I really like that from Brian. I said, like, ah, the old, the old dangle corpse. Yeah, give her the old dangle corpse. Uh, Kirsten, your husband's a finely trained chef. Did he ever uh, take out the old yes. dangle corpse for you? Oh, he probably has. He's probably taking the old dangle corpse out. Oh, God. Oh, those poor octopuses. Yeah, Which I is know. fine, by the way. Octopuses is acceptable. It does not have to be octopi. Octopuses is good? Okay, well, good. Yeah, octopuses is fine. Great. Then. I can't remember Ooh. if it's multiple fish of the same type or if it's multiple fish of different types, but one of those situations, fishes is correct. Wow. It's wild. Well, I know if there's multiple of them, you could also just call them dangle corpses, and that's okay. fine, too. So. <laughs> dangle corpses. <laughs> yeah, I have never eaten an octopus outside of calamari. Yeah. It's one of those foods that I would feel most comfortable with if it's been deep fried beyond recognition. Sure. And I will say calamari is squid, not octopus. So. Ah, that's you're right. Sorry. You have not not eaten an octopus still. I, yeah, maybe I've never eaten an octopus. Yeah. So the tentacled. But isn't it that like octopuses are as smart as people though? Isn't that a weird one? Like we shouldn't eat dolphin. We probably yes. should yeah. 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 I've seen yeah, some amazing octopus, octopus yeah. problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, clarification, if it's more than one species of fish, it can be fishes. Versus fish eye. Sure. <laughs> okay. I went fishing, fish. and I caught an octopus, but fish. I let it go because it sang me a song with the emotion of people. And it can undo a jar. I, okay. Hey, you show me a cow who can undo a jar, I'll go vegetarian tomorrow. <laughs> 
That's my barometer too. That's weird. That's also <laughs> yeah. And I'm Kristen James. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Oh God, oh God, oh God, it's happening. Uh, oh yeah. A poor finance worker in a multinational company was tricked out of giving 200 million Hong Kong dollars to scammers. And to his credit, when he received the first email from his supposed chief financial officer, who was based in the UK because it's a multinational firm, uh, the the fake CFO was asking for a secret transaction, you know. So obviously I was like, no, I don't trust this. That does not sound right. And the fake CFO was like, okay, let's get on a Zoom call. And got on a Zoom call with the Mark and a couple of other employees, all of whom turned out to be real-time video deepfakes and convinced him to send 15 transfers of this company's money totaling about 35 Canadian, 35 million Canadian dollars. Terrifying, terrifying. But that's where- Like, this is so scary. This is so scary. Like, not that I would ever be in a position to be transferring that amount of money. I think about that too. I'm like, oh, thank goodness that I'm not the financial comptroller of some company like my radio station. (laughs) Yeah, like, but how, how do you- how do you know? How do you know it's your boss being deepfake? Like, what's your webmeister bad advice on making sure the person you're talking to on your camera is the person they say they are? Like a couple things. Um, quiz them. Ask them, you know, questions that they only only people in the company would know. Mm. Oh, my uh, gosh. Certainly. Okay. Um, this is going to be a weird one, but just have them turn their head and look around the room slowly because these, these uh, face swap Deepfake AIs are working real hard to render a different face on, on on somebody else, and they may not render properly properly you know the ears or the hair. And if they start turning around, the computer may have you may have artifacts and glitches around the outsides. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically just you and I. I said on the Geek Out, cite this article mm. as what scammers are capable of now, and people through the paces who are asking you to do things with money and people who are asking subordinates to do things with money. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. This is what happens if they're not careful. Yeah. Show me your hand. How many thumbs you got? You know how that happens sometimes? Right, exactly. Show me today's newspaper. Yeah, show me today's newspaper. What's the secret password code? I know this, it's so wild, but we're living in the future. This is all just going to have to go into our next training session of like how to, um, you know, deal with not getting scammed. That's very wild and yucky. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I know it turns every transaction into like answer me these questions three. Imagine talking to like if if we yeah if we had like Jim Pattison on the line and we're like okay Jimmy just do me a favor just turn your head real slow to one side please like yeah well number one I'd be like wow Jimmy almost never zooms he never right. he never zooms me um, okay. and then I'd be like he needs a loan oh well okay uh, yeah seems legit uh, he wants me to buy him a bunch of Amazon gift certificates with his own money well seems okay Jimmy how do you even know what steam is yeah <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Terrifying. Coming soon. I pressed play on this because I was quite excited about it. And I looked at him like, nine <laughs> minutes? It's a nine minute trailer. What? I let it lull me to sleep last night. Uh, fair enough. It's nine minutes worth. Yeah. Death Stranding 2, colon, on the beach. This is the next game from Kojima Productions in development for the PS5 in 2025. Norman Reedus is back as Sam. Leia Sidhu is back as Fragile. Uh, Elle Fanning is in this. And also our hero, our voiceover hero, Troy Baker as the antagonist. Nine-minute trailer, but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was... I shouldn't have let it lull me to sleep because it was a bit wacky. Yeah, it's a bit wacky. A bit frigged up and probably had frigged dreams about it. I'll bet you did. <laughs> did you watch this, Kirsten? Uh, 
I okay. So when I say I watched all the trailers and did all the research, ah, here we I go. clicked on this one and I was like, "This is nine minute long video game trailer." So I skipped to the end. So I watched some of it. <laughs> That's fair. I hope you so, didn't miss the part where it goes up a woman to see a baby inside of her, and then the baby opens his mouth and a little drone robot flies out. Yeah, I missed that part. Oh. Did you Did you see the guitar battle? <laughs> No, I skipped okay, to the end. So I, saw, yes. I saw Norman Reedus and that weird French lady like walk out and talk about stuff, and then he cuddled a baby at the end. I saw Norman Reedus cuddling his little baby, and I was like, "Great, looks like a great game." Well, yeah, you missed you missed oh a baby gosh. spitting out a small spaceship. Uh, you 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 know. Um, yeah, I didn't play the original Death Stranding, which I still would like to because I like um, most of Kojima's games. Like they're yeah. all weird um but i have heard the criticism of this game is like it's just a bunch of fetch quests like you're basically like role-playing a fedex yeah that's what a porter does is just take a thing from one part one part to the other reunite the united whatever thing yeah so i mean i will play it one day and so that was the other part of the reason why i skipped this trailer um uh, it was not laziness it's just i have spoilers for the first game Related to this, Kojima Productions also announced a new action espionage game with PlayStation. It will begin, they'll begin work on this after Death Stranding 2 releases. The working title is Fizzent. We have no further details, uh, but the ending shot of this conversation between the head of PlayStation and and, um, Hideo Kojima, the ending shot is worth watching the, the whole trailer for. So yeah, another new title from them coming later. Nice. This was a fun one because I put this on. I just had it in my AirPods as, and I didn't really, was one really watching it uh, while I was like making coffee this morning. And so it was like, uh, we are very excited to present this new partnership. And I was like, oh yeah. And then it was like Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Oh, of Japanese. course, if you're not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kojima-san was uh, in the trailer explaining a lot of things about the uh, new partnership um, and the game. Paul's making his coffee, not looking at his phone. Oh, God. And uh, I was like, wow, what a beautiful language. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Next up, they're remaking Roadhouse. This will be a prime video film. It's directed by Doug Lyman, though, behind the, the Born Identity uh, movies. Uh, March 21th and stars a very cut Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. as... <laughs> Uh, Roadhouse Man. I'm sure that's his name. I'm sure that was the name. Roadhouse. Isn't this like a famously like silly movie? I don't know. I never saw the original with Patrick Swayze. Yeah, like it's a. I mean, that's all you have to say, right? Patrick Swayze was in this movie in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that movie. He played a bouncer. Uh, I don't know. Tries to save the little roadhouse that he's bouncing roadhouse. for. Yeah. 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 I know. I only noted from the Family Guy joke. Roadhouse. Um, Roadhouse, <laughs> yeah. But you know what's great? This is the only time where a remake kind of, you know, this is the plus side of a remake. No one in the world is ever going to make a movie these days about a roadhouse starring Jake Gyllenhaal and a bouncer and, like, whatever this crazy story is. Like, that would never get greenlit today. It would be like, where's the superhero or where's the, you know, it's such a silly, silly movie. But that is kind of fun. It's kind of a fun, amazing premise for a hilarious movie action movie, you know, mid-budget, and they only are doing it because it's a remake of this, like, campy 80s thing. Yeah, yeah. Fair. So, no, I've never seen Uh, the original. Otherwise, how could this concept fly? Never. Yeah. And I don't know, just, like, watching this trailer, again, not having a deep love, because I think, you know, the original Roadhouse, it is a cult classic, and people do have, like, great memories and a real love for it, but that's, like, a generation and a half ago now at this point. So... Great, make a new one. How fun. <laughs> Zoner Ewan brought to us that Mario vs. Donkey Kong, the upcoming Switch game, oh, that's really close, on February 16th, the, there's a demo available for it now. I downloaded the demo. I will not play or buy this game. This is not my kind of game. Uh, but it looks real cute and candy, candy-coated. And, uh, yeah, the trailer we linked to is an interesting sort of tutorial. Um, but, yeah, demo's out now if you have a Switch and you want to try Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Oh, fun. Okay, sure. Yeah, I will. And that'll probably be it for me. I think that's yes. it's probably exactly yeah. all what I need about that. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Precisely. Everyone. Precisely. Yeah. Right? I love demos for that, definitely. Yeah. 
Cobra Kai. The Netflix series is in production for season six, what should be their final season. It has been a heck of a ride for Cobra Kai. Um, and it just keeps growing and getting bigger and more member berry ye. Mm. Uh, so that is coming, but who knows when. Great. Why don't we uh, put this back on the cue sheet next week when Art is here and he can say a single thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but no, you watched it too, right, bud? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah. And any thoughts, any feelings? I, you know, last couple seasons had their moments and it's all very, you know, tongue in cheek and, you know, overly dramatic and bringing that 80s sort of flair. But in general, the show remains having no right to be as good as, as it is. It's, mm-hmm. It always surprises me, you know, what draws me in about the show. And yeah, it, it's it's still pretty good. Great. Mainstream. This will be in theaters and video on demand on May 7th. It stars Andrew Garfield as uh, an influencer, sort of manufactured influencer and how that goes. Maya Hawk is in this, Nat Wolf, Johnny Knoxville, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, looks vapid yet interesting. You know, yes. the whole influencer thing. That's a great way to put it, actually. Kirsten, any thoughts on this one? Uh, just how um, what's his nuts old Spider-Man there doesn't age like what deal did he sign with who to look exactly the same? Quite incredible. Now mm-hmm. it's weird. Um, and then it's uh, my Hawk looks amazing in this. Like yeah. I, I really like her yeah. as like a kind of like up and comer. So I don't know. It looked looks interesting. It's a weird one for I, me. Like, is it sorry? Is it getting a wide release? Did you say? That's a good question. No, I don't know it, but it's it's coming out to theaters and video on demand. So like not so theaters, theaters, but like yeah. you, you pay okay. for it for its first little bit. Huh. Yeah, it just... I also, while I was watching this trailer, I had a moment of, is this what movies are now? Like, are we like in the future and now movies are about influencers and yeah. uh, and how they... Got, like, I don't know. <laughs> I had an old person moment watching the trailer being like, <laughs> oh, influencer movie. Yeah. Oh, Even though time. it seems to be a commentary on that. I was That's the thing. There are a lot of movies that come and go are commentaries on society and what's happening right now. Yeah. Society. Yeah. That's big time the vibe I got off of it as well. Because I was like, as I was watching the trailer, I thought like, this is a great cast. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's, you know, hamming it up, having a good time. Love Maya Hawk. I didn't see Johnny Knoxville in the trailer. Did you guys? No, and I didn't no. notice him. So that would be interesting. Maybe he was done up in that old man outfit. Yeah. <laughs> From Bad Grandpa or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason Schwartzman looks great. He's doing a good job in there too. But I then, yeah, exactly. I had that same feeling where I'm like, I hate this subject matter. I don't right. want, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't want influencers and Mr. Beast and that kind of a crap to be important enough or to be as, uh, uh, you know, a cultural element that needs a movie to comment on it. Ugh, yeah. yuck. And I, yeah. and I, vapid is a great way to put it there too, bud. Because like, what are you gonna say? What what is the point about that? That like, right? What's the lesson you take from this movie? Maybe we gotta watch it to find out, I guess. But not all influencers are good people. <laughs> Correct. Do we need to watch the movie to find that out? Yeah, Do fair we? enough. Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So I mean, it looks funny, at least, right? Like, it, it doesn't look like a serious take on the subject matter. Like, it looks like no. a, a comedy, no. right? Yeah, wow. if you watch the trailer whole way through, the beginning shot and ending shot, it's really, uh, it's, yeah, great Andrew Garfield vehicle this one will be. Great. Yeah. I always Next forget, up. isn't Andrew Garfield a secret Brit, too? Yes. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Crouching Tiger, yeah, Hidden secret Brit. Secret Brit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cat Person. This would be a movie on Hulu... Oh, February 9th, so real close. Um, a, a Amelia, so weirdly geek pod related from our previous weeks, Amelia Jones, who auditioned to be Renera Targaryen in House of the Dragon, she's in this. And also Ger- uh, Geraldine Visanathan, who took over from AO at Ebery in Thunderbolts. Both of these stories we covered last week, they're both in this movie. Um, but otherwise, have we seen a couple of these sort of creepy... 
I don't know, it's either creepy online interactions or creepy older man interactions or something. This was based off a, a New Yorker story, by the mm-hmm. way, that went crazy viral uh, about a theater attendant in her 20s and this older customer and how they, they got together uh, briefly and then she finds out a lot of things about him that make it super extra mega turbo creepy. Yeah, well, I feel like this kind of subject matter, though, on the other, on the other, the flip coin of that is um, it's kind of important. This is like a cultural uh, element that's happening right now. A lot of, you know, women having to be super careful whether they meet people and guys online um, or they meet like in this movie. I think to make it a little bit more interesting, they, they still meet in person. But, you know, it's still like going on these bad dates um, and then this, it looks like it's the drama is like ramped all the way up for dramatic reasons, of course, where then yeah. the guy becomes a stalker. But l- hey, listen, that could be a very, very real thing that a lot of women have to deal with in real life. You know what I mean? Like Super fair point. Super fair point. So, so I'm interested to see uh, what kind of a thing this has got, um, what kind of a message, what kind of a story this movie wants to tell. Because, yeah, this is this seems more important to me, certainly, than... Sometimes influencers not so good. <laughs> so, Paul, it, did you ever see Hard Candy? No. Oh, the TV show, comedy show. Right? No, no, no. A uh, movie with Elliot Page and uh, oh crap, what's his name? I really like him. Um, he was in Watchmen. Uh, um, oh crap. You'll know him. Okay. Okay. So. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So yeah, he was the older guy, and uh, Elliot play- Elliot Page played the younger uh, girl. And spoilers for this, uh, who knows how old movie? She really got it over on him. <laughs> it turned out to be a lovely, <laughs> lovely revenge story. I quite enjoyed that movie. Yeah, well, it made me think of as well. Uh, I think it was up for an Oscar a year or two ago. Um, that revenge movie. Ah, shit, I can't remember that. It's, yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Pretty, pretty young woman. Promising young, young woman. Promising yet woman. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. 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 So again, this this is uh, something that is going on in the world that doesn't need to just have one or two movies about it. And Promising Young Super Woman, fair. I thought it was a good movie, but I thought like didn't say everything there is to say about kind of the subject matter. So yeah, this is interesting. And let's not forget as well that that man who's in this, um, who was in Succession. Who, oh, cool. You know, I didn't know that. Plays the creep. He's just really good to watch. He plays Cousin Greg. I almost didn't recognize him in this, but then, of course, he's, he yeah. ram, ramps up the creepiness in here, too. So it'll be good. Wow. On Groundhog Day, they released a title treatment for Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which will be coming out in December. So that's all we have. Uh, it sounds like Jim Carrey laughing. That's 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 about all we know. Yeah, and isn't that like a thing? Didn't Jim Carrey come out and say, I'm retired from acting, like, a couple months ago? Oh, yeah. Just so like isn't that why this this whole, is it Jim Carrey? Isn't yeah. that why that's kind of a big deal? Yeah. They yeah. love to do that to us. It's funny, though, because, like, can we think back to, what it was it, like, four or five years ago now, when we were screaming about Sonic's teeth, can you imagine if we had not fixed Sonic's teeth, we would not be getting Sonic 3 right now. This Absolutely is us, guys. It's so yeah, true. The it. internet won. We did it. Uh, we it. made Sonic 3 happen. <laughs> we complained so we much about Sonic 1's first trailer. Yeah. Oh, we man. have ourselves to either blame or think for that. Right. <laughs> Good maybe, way to put it. Maybe I ought to get that Invisalign anyways. <laughs> after all Um, I also really like too that it was a perfect tie in for Groundhog Day because it feels like Shadow who's a popular Sonic character will be in this one and of course the tie in not only a hedgehog is practically a groundhog and then also seeing the shadow and everything it really all came together very clever very clever also, very clever or weird. I'm not sure what to think of it. Uh, kind of a trailer slash production slash interview thing about IF. that This is the Ryan Reynolds movie about imaginary friends. IF is an acronym in theaters on May 17th. And so it's an interview thing with Ryan Reynolds. And Randall Park comes in and sort of interrupts the thing playing. He's, he, he's portraying John Krasinski. 
the director of the he's he's just pretending to be him and ryan reynolds is like you're randall park you're not john krasinski and then it goes through this whole behind the scenes trailer with randall park doing the behind the scenes things with all these actors on set for so many occurrences it was wild the amount of work that they put into this obviously to bring randall park in at various points and just film him pretending to be john krasinski behind the scenes of this film for this like what a strange goal but i love it and it hooked me in and i watched it three times so it's weird that this one tiny singular office joke like the, the cold open of the office. I'm sorry, I should have has permeated. What that was. Yeah, has permeated us so much that now it's showing up here because some people are going to be like, it's funny still, but some people are not going to get the reference from an office joke <laughs> from whatever twelve years ago that was a two minute scene. Like, but I think that's insane. the key is for those people who yeah. have seen it. It's the payoff, you know. It's so I also good. yeah. I also really appreciated because I thought he was going to come in at the beginning and I was like, haha, that's funny. But yeah, when when they continue doing it throughout the bit, yeah. I was yeah. like, OK, bravo. This is this is so good. It's yeah. so good. I, I mean, look and it. I wonder if that means Randall Park is going to be in Deadpool, like oh. because how does Ryan Reynolds oh. and Ryan Park like or Randall Park? Do you think maybe he's in Deadpool as his Marvel character? I do now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that makes perfect sense. They're all MCU buddies now. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, and Krasinski too, right? I just yeah. think that when you, I think it was really well played because, yeah, I mean, think about how popular the the Office is and how continuingly popular it has been, even since it went off the air and people binge watching it and everything, right? And comfort watching it and everything. So yeah. I and and that particular bit too is wildly popular on the internet. Way more people know about the Office than know about. If so, if that's your jumping off point to yeah. market Fair. this imaginary friend movie, I think it nailed it. But it's so weird. Like, can you think of another comedy show that could take a tiny joke from it mm. and then place it in something totally irrelevant and then people would get it? Like, can you think of a, a I guess the only thing I could think of is the soup Nazi. No soup for you. Like maybe you could put that, <laughs> that into something. That transcends the show, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel like maybe there was a Super Bowl ad with him in it. Oh, for sure. Oh, they bring all that kind yeah. of stuff back, definitely. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems it's just it was hilarious. It was. I'll very bet well the played. Simpsons and, has and, done something, but I can't think of it. I think it's yeah. um. You and, know, the problem sorry. is now is that like no show and certainly no comedy show is as touchstone as The Office and Seinfeld were. <laughs> And friends as well to some, right? Like, I think that the the era of the of the universally beloved and known about comedy shows, you know, that can be right. used later as references, is like slip, slip, slipping away. Yeah, true. It Maybe. actually got me to watch the trailer though, and yes. um, I didn't realize that um, Steve Carell was in this movie, which again is fun that John Krasinski is directing Steve Carell in this movie. I didn't put that one together. You're right. Oh my God. Yes, you're right. Oh, that's funny. Related to Ryan Reynolds and his ad agency, Maximum Effort, they did a a commercial for 1Password, the password manager company, and they did it with Tommy Wiseau. The gag here is bad guys, people who try to get into your phone and hack your stuff or whatever, they're referred to in the cybersecurity industry as bad actors. The homonym there is Tommy Wiseau is a bad actor (laughs) and I watched this spot five times. I found it very funny, especially the way Tommy Wiseau is dressed. I think he's wearing three belts. He's got gloves on the whole time. (laughs) just how he dresses. He's oh my god! That's just how he just, exists in the world. Weirdly, that's oh, his style. wonderfully terrible. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why, but I found this one really funny. It's really, really quite good. Yeah, <laughs> and um, God bless Tommy Wiseau that you know you pick up the phone and call him and say, "Hey, we want to mock you, mock you as a person, everything <laughs> right? you do, everything you've ever done, the movie that you that everyone laughs at that's terrible that you were obviously taking very seriously." <laughs> Uh, we're going to pay you not that much, uh, you know, but anyways, we're just going to just like really take it to you and just like scorch you. Um, good. And he's like, 
Where do I show up? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's always, always down for that. And you gotta bless him for it. Coming sooner, episode five of True Detective Colin Night Country will show up on February 9th at 6 p.m. Um, that's Friday, uh, earlier than normal because of the Super Bowl. So in case you're watching that show, heads up, it'll be available earlier. I am watching that show. Thanks for the heads up. And it's pretty good, by the way. It is pretty good. Uh, Jodie Foster is like, it's so fun to watch her in this. Uh, but everyone around her as well and the mystery of it. And I don't know, is there a ghost or something? Like, whew, it's good. I am mm. enjoying it. I'm, I'm an episode behind. I didn't watch last week's episode. Just got busy and all that. And uh, it was Curb Your Enthusiasm also came out. So I can only watch one thing, I guess. But anyways, <laughs> um, highly, highly recommend. I hope tonight... It's my down night, and I'll get to spend a lot of time with last week's episode. So if you're if you're not into it, you're only you know three episodes in now. Jump on board. Nice. I want to thank you, Kirsten, for putting the epic universe on my radar after we talked about Super Mario World. Because then I saw, and I'm sorry, I tried to trip you up with the ridiculous name that they've given this thing: Universal <laughs> Epic Universe at Universal Orlando Resort. But yes, they need Huge. a colon in there to fix it all. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Huge theme park expansion coming to Florida in 2025 featuring Celestial Park. It's not really based off anything. It's just sort of spacey. And it is your center world gatewaying off to any of the other worlds, like How to Train Your Dragon, colon, Isle of Burke, Dark Universe. Uh, that's all the Universal Monsters. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, colon, Ministry of Magic and Super Nintendo World. And I guess that's yeah, all we got to talk about this last week. Well, I'm just weird to kind of talk no, about fair. it last week. And have, that's fair. I'm excited that they're going to have like a hub world. Like it's cool for Universal to do this. Um, I'm I'm stoked for it. Like one day when I get to Florida and I get to go to all the big mega parks, it means that I'm going to have to spend more time at Universal because I think usually you can do Universal in a day. So. Yeah. They're trying to capitalize on that, like with Disney, with all of their parks. Like you need at least a week to do all of them down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they good want for to make them it... for trying to capitalize on that. Yeah, they're trying to make it more ew sticky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing to the do. Famous if, line. If you're in the theme park business, you gotta yeah look at your properties and be like, all right, what can we make a roller coaster about? Yep. And, How do we keep people in here longer? And, and you know, certainly these all seem like they would work. They seem like a lot of fun to me. You can kind of pick and choose. I still feel like universally you could do probably like within – a couple of days. Even with all of these things, like, do I really care about how to train your dragon? No. But with families, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The dark yeah. universe. Am I really going to go and see? This is the Johnny Depp as Frankenstein script that never got made. Ooh. <laughs> like, what is this? Precisely. So we have a title. We have a release date. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. September <laughs> 6th. Um, gosh, could that possibly lead to a trilogy? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, don't lose it. Oh, God. Oh, wow. And will it be another I can't 30 believe, years? <laughs> I can't like, believe that none of us thought this. We thought Beetlejuice, which is still a great name. Yeah. Beetlejuice, yeah. you know. Huge. But how did none of us see Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Course. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fantastic. And even and the, the, the photo they released or this poster or whatever it is, the date as the numbers on the little ticky tape of Ticker, yeah. you know how long to wait or whatever to take a number. Brilliant. That's pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Like that's a, a that's a fine cuisine yeah. member berry, you know? Mm-hmm. That is a that is a and lovely is that how it ends? Does it end with him in the waiting room too? Yes. Waiting for his number to be called. Yes. Yeah. So. Perfect. And it and I think that I think it said, like your your number's up or something like that. Like, oh really? Oh right. Tagline. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine that's how um, the movie starts? It's just like he's still in the yeah. waiting room. <laughs> oh yeah, no it's, kidding, eh? The wait. I feel is like that's got to be how it starts because the wait yeah. is always over. Because like they're gonna have to explain the aging somehow sure and sure. uh so him waiting in the waiting room like it just seems like that's, the perfect that place is perfect yeah actually yeah uh, well you know what maybe that's how they started maybe not but either way you know with just the title and a picture okay now i'm here i am brimming with confidence i still nice. really don't believe it's coming i still i still have a weird feeling 
like uh, a studio fire will burn the last print of the film or something. And <laughs> something the last digital print, yes. Some tragedy will happen. We won't get to see this movie. But if we do get to see it, I have confidence now. Wonderful. Wonderful. For his last movie, the movie critic Quentin Tarantino will reunite with Brad Pitt. Great. That's all we know. Fantastic. God, I love Brad Pitt. I think about it all the time. Brad Pitt is maybe one of my favorite actors and performers. He's nice. so good. It's like nice. he's he's synonymous with handsomeness, and that is almost unfair to how good of an actor and how enjoyable of a on-screen presence he is. He will go Fair. down in history, especially if he keeps taking these Tarantino roles, you oh, know, sure. just as like one of the all-time greats. He's up there with, I don't know, who, who are the best actors of all time? Robert Redford, Paul Newman, those type of guys? Like classic, gigantic movie stars. That's Brad Pitt. A, top of the yeah. A-list, right? Um, yeah, you're right. He'll transcend his career. Big time. And yeah. and he's never better than what, as he is in Tarantino movies. The, those yeah. performances are infinitely rewatchable. He, I could watch a loop of his scenes from Inglorious Bastards all nice. day long. It's so good, and Amazing. you know, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a great movie. His scenes are my favorites. Absolutely, wow. Wow. so good, so great. Can't wait to see what he does in there. Donald Glover, we'll talk a little bit more about him later. He says that the community movie script is done. He hasn't seen it, but he's told the script was done. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is a this is a show that just kept defying expectations and kept coming back from the dead over and over and over again. They wanted six seasons in a movie, and Somehow, I think they got their six seasons. So, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. Right? Wild. Uh, it, it, it's true. And I kind of love Donald Glover so much. We'll talk about it more, I think, probably, because you're going to review and recommendation Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this movie, movie with them out. Okay, great. So we'll talk about him more later. I'm sorry. I should have put I'm surprised. This- I'm sorry. I was going to say, okay. I'm surprised that he is going to be, he's agreed that he wants to be a part of this. What? Because Daniel Pudi, well, because I think Daniel Pudi has maybe not wanted to be a part of it. And oh. so that Daniel Glover is like, yep, I'm there. Um, maybe Donald Glover just re- likes to remember his roots. Some people do. Yeah, I hope so, because you got to have both of them in the movie. So it, was it was it Daniel Putty just really being like, I don't want to do this? Or was it like, I'm not doing it without Donald Glover? I thought that he had said that he wa- he didn't want to do it, but I mean, who knows, right? That this six seasons in a movie thing has been going on for years now. So maybe yeah. with the script and uh, getting everybody attached to it, maybe he'll change his mind. Yeah, that could be. I think they're all just like, as long as Chevy Chase is nowhere near this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm sorry I didn't move this to just after Beetlejuice, because of course she was in Beetlejuice, but Catherine O'Hara has joined the cast of The Last of Us Season 2 in a secret role. What a piece of casting. What this God, yes. Right? Especially, she's so hot right now after Shit's Creek that you you drop a piece of casting like this, and after how good Season 1 was, and especially, I like, it just reminded me immediately of how good that Nick Offerman episode was. Oh, right? sure. It's a yeah. piece of casting like this that just really makes you sit up and be like, huh, what? Interested. Yeah. That's going to be good, regardless of what it is. Kirsten, Last uh, of Us fan, any guesses about who she might play? Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, there's one character in the video game that actually never makes an appearance. She's like, she's not called the Oracle. She's she's just like mm. some, like, basically like cult leader okay. kind of deal. And th- there's just paintings of her everywhere. Mm. So that's the only character I could think or she's going to be a new made-up character like Melanie Linsky's character. That wasn't a, anything from the game, and they, they made that up. So, right. yeah, no real guesses, but excited. I think she'll I, – I think it'll be like a one-and-done episode thing like Melanie Linsky's was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you like do. Yeah. Yeah. Or to, to Nick Offerman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, exciting. Zoni <laughs> Spenny, quoting it as the Jack Blackessence, will be joining Jason Momoa in the Minecraft. Do we need this? <laughs> I think I mean, children need it. Is this, yeah, I suppose. Is it going to be a cartoon movie? That's a great question. No, it's a live ad, it's a live action adaptation. 
What? Isn't that the whole point of Minecraft? Is that it's block blockies? <laughs> blockies. Yeah, well. Man, they're, they're they're probably something other game things that were well great for the children i'm excited for them yeah exactly Uh, this is such a huge juggernaut such a money maker with kids right so like yeah who knows they might do um it could be mix live action oh my gosh i'm a person i'm hi i'm jack black and jason momoa and i got sucked into minecraft world can you imagine now now we look like blockies oh i gotta get home to my family (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) good for the children (laughs) Geek News Proper. Oh, we lost Carl Weathers at the age of 76. What a blow. What a blow. This is a guy who was beloved in movies who, um, as far as I understand here, uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm just the biggest Carl's, Carl Weathers fan, you know, going all the way back to before I was born. But yeah, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He was great in that. But, like, to to have a full football career, um, to do well in that, and then to remain all jacked and take his jacked arms and bring them to Hollywood and be like, now I'd like to be a movie star, please. And then also make it there and be in some of the biggest blockbusters of his day. That's fantastic. And then, honestly, to a whole new generation, his guest star cameo roles on Arrested Development alone, oh, I am madly in love with this guy. His like his comedic timing, his it was his idea. The whole character that he kind of plays this goof on himself, this like exaggeration of himself. Um, fictionalized version was all his idea because I think amazing originally the idea was to come in and um and and just do like a Rocky um, parody oh sure okay and he was he before they could even pitch that to him they were nervous to pitch it and before they could even pitch it he was like now listen here's the last thing I want to do a Rocky parody um but here's what here's an idea what if I was really cheap and he was basing it on some guy that he knew that was just like a cheapskate, right? So he just ramped that up to a thousand and hilarious. So that was his idea. And then his execution is so funny. It's one of the greatest comedic performances in the last 25 years on yeah. a TV show. It's so funny because I've seen really? Arrested Development so many times and I do not remember this kid. You haven't caught him? Oh, funny. Really? Funny. What does he do? What does he do? He just he's cheap. Yeah, so Tobias is, you know, like trying to be an actor and it's so pathetic. Yeah. And so he takes acting lessons from Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. And so then Carl Weathers right. oh. is there playing himself and he's just like a total cheapskate and he like swindles Tobias out of his money, which is hilarious. But then everything he does is just like, did you know you can get a free refill at this Burger King? <laughs> oh, <laughs> all yeah. All the cheap, yeah, all the yeah, cheap okay. things, And yeah. then that's the famous yeah, line. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got some meat on that bone. You take this home, put it in a pot, some vegetables, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> it's so right, There's right. the line. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, it's so funny, uh, like watching movies when I was younger and not realizing the famous people that were in them. And then now watching them going back and being like, oh, that's so-and-so. Of course, like, yeah. You know, like, um, uh, which which one is it where he gets eaten by the alligator? Excuse me? Was that a Predator movie? No, the comedy one where he gets eaten by the alligator. Or the alligator gets his hand. Oh, duh. Uh, Billy Madison. Oh. Billy or Madison. Yeah, happy, like Gilmore, happy, Gilmore. Billy Madison. happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. One of those ones. Yes. Um, it's like, oh my God, that's Carl Weathers. It wasn't just some random person they, right. they, yeah. they cast in this movie. Yeah. And so it's so funny to go back and see those performances. Um, Paul, like you said, like his comedic timing, like it's just incredible. And like, I have never seen Rocky, so I can't comment on him coming from Rocky and then like doing these other performances. But all I can hear is Art's voice talking about how great he was as Apollo Creed in Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wonder um, for the Mandalorian now, like Grief Karga is a big role. And I guess we just don't need to go back to that planet. But I mean, it seems like they, they go there quite often. So now they've got another, I don't know, they're going to recast or what they're going to do. 
that. He was nominated for a primetime Emmy for that. Uh, for that. Yes. Movie, which is awesome. Yes. And he directed a couple episodes too. Like that's he, right. He, he was did. very involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, a great career. Yeah. Going from, I didn't know Paul that he was a football player. Yeah. Like, again, just shows yeah, that was like, a whole career for him. Yes. I think he had crazy. connections with the BC lions too, actually. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. He may have spent wow. some time in the CFL. Like, that's pretty incredible to do that. And like you said, come into movies like serious movies, like Rocky and then do yeah. comedy and then do star Wars and then direct um, right, just a good yeah. career. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, okay, there's this one great line. Everyone's got to go home and watch. Yeah, the, I forgot all about dude, Happy Gilmore. Like, obviously, he's so good in that. Um, like, iconic with the one hand and the mm-hmm. and all in the hips <laughs> and everything. Like, so good. But um, there's this one scene in Arrested Development where there was like a bit of a scuffle at a fancy restaurant, and so he's on the news, Carl Weathers, completely unharmed holding like one of those tinfoil swans full of leftovers mm-hmm. and he he says i'm looking at $50,000 in medical bills <laughs> <laughs> like it's just awesome, it's so good he's so good go and watch if you haven't already in you know the time that he's passed every compilation of him especially on arrested development he is brilliant nice all right next up we'll talk about the 66th annual grammy awards Oh, God, these things are a botch mess every year. Um, Do you know how no one ever says, like, uh, oh, they were snubbed for a Grammy? It's because the Grammys get it wrong so consistently. I was having this thought. The Oscars is, like, it's pretty dead on. Like, you go and you watch the ten movies that they nominate, and you're like, those are great movies. Maybe there's, like, one that doesn't quite appeal to your aesthetic or is kind of a stinker sometimes. Um, Obviously, you know, but and then when they get it wrong, like to not nominate Greta, that's a snub. That's a noticeable snub. When the Grammy nominations come out, nobody is screaming snub because they just botch it so consistently, so bad. Oh, I love this. I, the Grammys are junk and they always have been. And maybe that's not their fault. Maybe it's it is an impossible thing to try and award. Music, Maybe music is mm. far too personal, far too subjective for uh, any one person or any one governing body to uh, award it as being technically the best. You know, It's not going to stop them from trying. But they got to make money off their little Grammy award dog and pony show, and it always is an embarrassing nightmare, I feel. There were some beautiful moments in this, in this telecast. Um, the Tracy Chapman performance is like the best thing I've seen in a long time. It's so beautiful. So good. Yeah. And that, is that Luke Combs up there, whether he did that cover? Yeah. 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 Looking, by the way, starstruck. Oh, performing yeah. Performing with Tracy Chapman, who seems to have lost none of her ability. Oh. Incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's he's beside himself to be beside her on that stage, and it's, like, so oh. heartwarming. And, and, and she's incredible. And a nice thing, too, is that her original version of the song has, like, rocketed right back up the charts now. It's great. It's great news. I yeah. love that. So anyway, sorry. Old man yells a cloud here about the Grammys, but I have f- <laughs> so long. I've just been like, I, I, I hate that I have to pay attention to this thing. It's like such a botch job. Album of the year went to Taylor Swift for Midnight's. It was awarded by Celine Dion. She beat out Miley Cyrus, Boy Genius, Olivia Rodrigo, Janelle Monet, Lana Del Rey, SZA, and John Batiste. Uh, so this is her fourth album of the year win it went fearless 1989 folklore and now midnight so she has beat out stevie wonder paul simon and frank sinatra who each won three album of the year awards hard to argue sorry go on no go go. hard to argue this one because obviously taylor swift is having is the the biggest moment on planet earth um but i actually did hear some like pop culture commentators from npr uh the day after the grammys say that this could be the turning point that we've reached peak taylor and that now the burnout will begin right this could be the culmination Mm. of it between Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know her dominance at the grammys and obviously when she gets proposed to next weekend when her boyfriend wins the super bowl (laughs) right right (laughs) just set myself up for a lot of cabooses here um you know that could be people finally being like okay that's that is and not psychos and you know conspiracy theorists and maniacs and people who hate women (laughs) 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 there you go there you go for the rest of for the rest of people to just be like all right i've had enough 
She also won for Best Pop Vocal Album, and she announced The Tortured Poets Department. Her new album will drop April 19th. Oh, never mind. Uh, new album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it begins again. Trackless is out. It looks pretty good. Um, so that was Album of the Year. Record of the Year, which sounds completely the same, is different. It's the single. Yeah. Uh, so Record of the Year and Pop Solo Performance went to Miley Cyrus for Flowers. They're her first mm-hmm. Grammys. Uh, which is awesome. Oh my she, gosh. Yeah, yeah. She beat out Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo in both categories and also performed Flowers. That performance was also very good. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I like my Song life. of the Year, which I don't know, the record of the year and song of the year. But anyways, it was Billie <laughs> Eilish. What was I made for? Uh, she also performed the song. Um Best R&B song, SZA Snooze. Um, she performed that song in Kill Bill. She had the most nominations of the year with nine. Yeah, good for her. Uh, best R&B album, Victoria Monet Jaguar. Two best rock album and alternative music performance by, uh, would be Paramore, This Is Why. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Are we starting to get into the category or the, the territory here of Paul? Yes. Not... Uh, Botch, botch, go on. Botch, botch, yeah. Uh, Metal performance, Metallica for 72 seasons. Uh, New artist, Victoria Monet beat out Noah Khan, Ice Spice, and Fred again. Fred again won for Best Dance Electronic Music Album and Mm. co-won for Best Dance Electronic Recording. And so far, I've never never heard of Victoria Monet. I've been screaming about how much I love Janelle Monet Janelle all Monet. year. Yeah. And this is a different person with the same last name. No, Victoria Monet is the new artist. That's that's why. Wacky. Uh, folk album. Joni Mitchell won for Live at Newport 54 years since her first Grammy win. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, but had her first performance at the Grammys nine years after a brain aneurysm that left her unable to walk or speak. Oh, my God. Yeah, Killer Mike won Best Rap Performance and Best Rap Song for Scientists and Engineers and also won Best Rap Album for Michael and was then arrested for a physical altercation immediately after and released on his own recognizance. Yep. Yeah, he sure did. So that happened. Yep. Yeah, uh, bummer. The, the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award went to Jay-Z, who had no problem letting the Recording Academy know his frustrations regarding Beyonce, although he never actually said her name. She has won the most Grammy Awards ever at 32. Jay-Z mm-hmm. has won 24. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce has never won album or record or song of the year. She's been passed up. 15 times in those categories combined. What? So what does she keep winning then? Uh, Like writing, low. I won't say lower awards, but awards that aren't those big three. Right. Oh, wow. I thought it was only one of them that she had. Like she had never won record of the year or something. Like the big one. Um, wow. Yeah. But that's, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, Jay-Z said, so even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. And this is it. And he even said that in his speech too. It's like it's maybe it's just too subjective, you know. Yeah. It's it's a fool's errand. I feel like where you, it's a mess. And Phoebe Bridgers had four wins, the most wins of anyone this year. She won for rock song and rock performance, uh, for Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius. Uh, she won for alternative music album, The Record by Boy Genius, and. One for pop duo slash group performance, Ghost in the Machine, which was by SZA featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Now, okay, this is where things get so messed up to me. Like, Boy Genius, I understand, you know, hugely popular with their fans. Um, good for them. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they won awards. Fine. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it seems off base to me. I don't know. We work in an alternative radio station, and if it was that good, you'd think we would play Boy Genius. We get a few squeaky wheels being like, "Where's the Boy Genius?" But we spun. Didn't we feature them? Feature. We what? had one. Yeah, I thought that we did add it to rotation very shortly, no. like for a little bit. Never. No, we've mm-hmm. only ever featured two of their songs. Mm. And and that's it. Like if the if the general feedback was overwhelming, we would think about it, but it's just not. And so when I look back at the year, you know, that was 2023 in alternative music, there was a lot of really great music, um, and none of it was nominated. And then Boy Genius just sweeps. So whatever, Watch. whatever. <laughs> uh, that's <Watch> up. <laughs> again. That's just my personal kind of my very narrow perspective where. Uh, you know, Canadian alternative music, I understand, is like a whole different flavor than what happens in the States. So that's sure, fine. Sure. But 
but then here's what's really shows me like just that, the flail of it all. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so go ahead, buy it again, and can you can read me what did Paramore win, and then what did Boy Genius win? So Paramore won two awards for rock album and alternative music performance. Okay, this is one. rock yeah. album, alternative music performance. Okay, go on. What did what did Boy Genius win? Uh, Boy Genius won rock song and rock performance and alternative music album. Which is which? Um, which is which in what way? I know that rock and alternative are pretty close together. Oh, yes, I know. I know. Yeah, that is kind of wild. But, like, this was more of an alternative performance versus this was a rock album. Like, what? For the same thing? It's just, like, botch. Botch. <laughs> I really see what you're saying there because, yeah, the categories and the split and the the homogeneity of them and how close they can be and mm-hmm. and that you're putting them in these black and white disparate categories. Yeah, it 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 feels like a bit of a stretch sometimes. Yeah, and I and I get it. I understand it. We have this conversation constantly here. What's rock? What's alternative? What's pop? What's what? These genres are oh, yeah. some, these labels are more meaningless all the time. I totally understand it. If you're giving out fucking award statues and your whole <laughs> thing is like categorizing these bands and these songs, how about some fucking consistency here? Put Paramore in the rock category, put Boy Genius in the alternative category. Like and it's it's a whatever. They could have equally still swept those awards but how about know enough about these bands and artists to like just just put them where they should be and have it be apples and apples it's just so I saw that and it's just is infuriating because it's like you don't even care you don't care about this genre of music as long as Taylor Swift shows up and gets you 10,000 eyeballs <laughs> you know per second uh, that's all you care about <laughs> that's that's all you care and it just it bothers me again as a music fan oh yeah and then, Paul, how do you feel about the bear being nominated for Best Musical or Comedy at the Emmys? <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't great. be there. It shouldn't be there. But I liked that it got awards. <laughs> it should have been nominated under the alternative music category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul, you won't have to worry about Boy Genius anymore. They're breaking up. I mean, they're 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 on hiatus for their quote the quote is we're going away for the foreseeable future. Uh, they got enough. The, all three of them are so talented, so busy with totally. their own projects. Like, great, go and do whatever you want. This was this was like a little supergroup side project, anyways, for them. So that's really nice. Yep. They came, they dominated at this award show. They got all these accolades. They go back and do their own thing. That's great. They made exactly. some made some um, you know really uh, punk rock remarks after the show about the former president. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah. I know you're not dead no, yet. No, I didn't. When you, I know you're not dead yet, but when you do, please rot in piss was the, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, okay, nominated for all the punk awards is maybe what you ought to do because <laughs> that's pretty punk right. rock. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're great. They'll, they'll go do their own things, and they're fantastic anyways. Finally, in Geek News proper, Hulu and Disney Plus are going to crack down on password sharing as of March 14th. So, I mean, new subscribers right now are already banned for for sharing logins outside their household. So come March 14th, it looks like they're going to be doing that across the board. Well, great. I'm still using a, a Netflix password for somebody that I haven't seen in six months. And uh, a, a prime password for someone that I haven't talked to in a year and a half. So, <laughs> so like, go ahead and crack down, everybody. This crackdowns. Yeah. I, I don't know. We how however we seem to be slipping through. I'm, I'm I'm sure there's plenty of people who have come up against the hard arm of the law when it comes to these crackdowns. But uh, all right, well, I'm, I'll just continue to live dangerously. And yes, you will. Maybe we'll see how it goes before I pay you all the money that I owe you. That's buying. exactly it. Hold off. Hold off. Yeah. Don't bring this stuff up on the podcast. It's the public. Anyways, yeah. Bot and I are sharing a Disney. Don't say it so loudly. Bot oh, my God. Uh, Disney. We don't live together. We're, li- we're, we're streaming in sin. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to put it. Oh, man. Okay, we're on to reviews and recommendations with my review and recommendation of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, of course, tell me this everything. Is the, this is the based on the 2005 film 
and it stars Donald Glover and Maya Erskine as John and Jane Smith. I crushed this series, Good all eight episodes, a lot faster than I thought I would. It dropped February 2nd, like five days ago, and I ate it up. I quite enjoyed it. I think the thing that I enjoyed the most about it was the dialogue the performance the writing and the performance of the dialogue is so good and believable and natural i i obviously i love donald glover maya erskine is amazing and they have it's a very real sort of take on a relationship like this Mm. where two we'll just call them spies are thrown together as husband and wife to live their public lives like that and then go on these missions together to do the spy types of things and what that can do to a relationship. And Mm. it runs the freaking gamut. Mm. And it is tough to watch sometimes, but it is... I I really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend this. Wow. The guest cast? Oh, wow. Um... Alexander Skarsgård and Parker Posey what? are in like, yeah, are in like, uh, sorry, not Parker. Parker Posey's in later. Actually, her role is great. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Elia Gonz- uh, yeah, Aiza Gonzalez uh, open up the series as another set of Mr. and Mrs. Smiths. Uh, Sarah Paulson wow. plays a therapist in this. Um, John Turturro. Uh, who I mean, I, I'm sure he's doing other things, but I last saw him in Severance, mm-hmm. uh, has a great guest role in this. Uh, Parker Posey has a, a pretty good recurring role, as does Paul Dano. And oh, uh, don't like him. He's great. Uh. I don't like him. He's great. He's really <laughs> good at being. Uh. Yeah. He's great at that. Well, that's great. I love it. I, I love that you love this so much. I think I might pick it up. It seems like a cool, smart, kind of sexy, adult, fun show to watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done. The way that they talk to their superiors who are giving them the missions is really well done. It's, you know, it's modern technology. And like the first episode, it, it's it's an establishing episode, right? And it, they're they they're 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 getting eased into you know what the company wants them to do for their spy stuff, but um, by the end of the first episode, I was hooked. I was almost not hooked. I was oh, I gotta, and then I was, you just got to watch it. Um, and yeah, all I all I will say because obviously no spoilers. All I will say is. There's a lit. There's one tiny little moment that certain people might be sensitive to. Oh. If you watch the recaps, this is the beginning of the very last episode. If you watch the recaps, you'll get enough of a foreshadowing to understand what is about to happen. Teeny tiny heartbreak. Um, mm. I saw it coming. Still kind of broke my heart. That's all I will say about it. Um, mm. For like the sensitive hearts. Uh, otherwise, freaking great show. Okay, I'm into it. I want to watch it. I, they've been doing. Uh, it's been Donald Glover is so freaking cool, wow. and uh, so it's been really fun to watch him go ahead and do all the um, press for this show. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really like, they were doing some like I don't know magazine like one of the uh, read this card and answer what it is and whatever oh, like yeah, that. Those. You know? Um, and I really loved it. They both they got asked the question, "What is the greatest t- TV show of all time?" And both of them, Donald Glover and Maya Erskine, both, like, just, it's really heartwarming and cute and wholesome, just broing down so hard on how much they love The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. that's great. They both are like, there's an answer here. There is a correct answer. They both were like, like, Maya was, like, kind of nervous to answer it. So she was like, right. I don't know Didn't if you're going to agree. And then Donald Glover's like, no, 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 there is a correct answer here. And then they're both like, Sopranos, Sopranos. And then they just, oh, like, so love good. how much they love the Sopranos. And then they talk about that for a while. And then I saw that Maya Erskine actually was Polly Walnuts for Halloween once. Oh, no kidding. That's yes. funny. And I have a picture, and I can show you it, and it's very – well, you can't really see it, but she's got the the wings in her hair, and she's holding, like, a pizza box as one of those, like, uh, tanning things that he, Polly holds oh, up. Oh, that's freaking adorable. Anyways, love love to see them love that show. That's great. That's great. Uh, anything else for the pod, my friends? Kristen uh, Jane. I watched the first episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm this season is out now. 
IS-12 in final, yeah. And it's been a delight in the last week watching Larry David also do press for this show. As oh he my God, yes. Runs amok. He assaulted a Muppet. Oh my God. And then had to <laughs> apologize for that. And then had to. He was on. Uh, he was really good on both uh, Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon. He did both of those late night shows and was so good on both of them. And and I and someone pointed this out too. What's so unfortunate is that he decides to wrap this show up. And as it's done, and he's promised no more, in real life, he has discovered what would make for the most incredible last season of this show where he manhandles a beloved puppet. (laughs) (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? And then has to apologize for it and all the fallout from that. Um, But that, that, to me, honestly, is like... It's like a weird meta real life bonus episode or something. It's like it's he's oh god, it's so good. Um, So I would highly recommend that. That's all I have really to recommend this week. Person James, where can we find you on the internet? Person dot James Paul Plastino. That. What did you say? Just that. Just sing it. Just that. that. Yeah. Just search for into your device (laughs) and you'll get it. It comes up. I'm twitch.tv slash webmeisterbud. This has been the Zones Geek Up podcast, episode 276. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.